Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the pressure of being young and black around voting time. Now, I know this topic is going to be very, very touchy for some, but this is just me giving my honest opinion and perspective on being young and black and um, being a male. It might be different, but I don't think gender plays a big significance in this perspective. This is primarily just me just seeing where we are in the state that we are in, in America, and just my perspective. And many young people will probably agree, but this is just my thoughts on the pressure of just being young and black around election time in America. So many times growing up in the black community, voting is very serious. I mean, heck, in America, voting is very serious, you know, Um, but the right to vote is everyone's choice. You know, being black, when it's time to vote, it's almost as if you have no choice but to vote. Um, But I don't quite agree with this notion that If you're black, you have to vote, you know. Martin Luther King fought for our right to vote, right? Back in 1870, under the 15th Amendment, black men and slaves, you know, we were free, but we were given the right to vote, you know, due to the 15th Amendment. But this wasn't really brought to life and seen in our reality until Martin Luther King hit the scene in 1965 with the Voting Rights Act, you know, pushing that with Lyndon B. Johnson. And black people had to endure a lot to get their voting rights. So Martin Luther King was fighting for the right for us to vote, you know. And I think that is something that each and every American should choose, you know, and have. He was fighting for a right. Now, he wasn't fighting for the requirement of black people to vote, just the right. We deserve the choice to vote, right? So black people were then given a right to vote, but they were also given literacy tests. And this is something that they had to do coming from out of slavery, um, blacks, weren't possibly as educated, but they would give them literacy tests, which make it harder for them to have the right to vote. You know, this is a a, um, roadblock that was given to black Americans to fight against their right to vote, you know. So this is something they're overcoming. And they were also given, Lyndon B. Johnson actually said, uh, blacks were forced Black voters was forced in the South to recite the entire Constitution. Black voters had to recite the whole Constitution. And they were given these complex state laws that most white voters would most likely fail, you know. And even blacks with college degrees were turned away from polls. You see what I'm saying? So this right was a hard fight. And thank God that we endured and we have the right to vote today. So I can see the urgency and um, the 
black community in voting, right? So I'm going to take a shift. And as for the older generation in the black community, um, that has spilled onto them. You know, people as my grand, my grandparents, primarily, you know, that generation, the baby boomers, they now believe in the importance and the power of the vote in America, you know, because of us fighting and just being an American and just seeing that our vote has emphasis for change. Now, when you look at millennials today, many millennials would tell you that a vote, you know, doesn't hold much weight today. And if you're young and black, this is a wrestle. This is some of the struggles and pressures that we're enduring here thinking like, man, um, the vote today does not hold much weight. Uh, they believe presidents aren't elected. They are more like selected this day and age. You know, if you're black, we often believe that the electoral college has a great say in today's presidency. You know, millennials, this is our thought process. We really do believe this. You know, we aren't as ardent about voting as our grandparents or even um, our parents, you know, just a different cohort, you know, a different time period their vote. The electoral college is an alternative to electing presidents. It's not by popular vote or by Congress. Weeks after general election, electors from each state meet in their state capital and cast their official vote for president and vice president. Candidates with more than half of the electoral college votes win. You know, that means you have to have um, I believe 270 votes, at least more than um, 270 votes from the Electoral College in order to win presidency, vice or, you know, main president. So this is an issue for us millennials. We see that not even just millennials, but even some other, many other Americans would agree that this Electoral College set up after, you know, get having the notion of voting has kind of made a caveat for anyone who loses the popular vote to become president. And we see that case when Hillary actually won the popular vote against Donald Trump. And I got to check the facts on that, but I do believe that is the case. I think she won the popular vote. And the Electoral College had a great say in, in President Donald Trump becoming the most recent president in our um, last election, I believe 2016. So millennials don't see their votes as holding as much weight as our our ancestors did. You know, African Americans and young black voters, they aren't going out as often. I often get calls and they're like, oh, go out and vote and also tell your friends, like on the daily during election time. And they're just not going out because of this different perspective and just the pressure of being a black voter in America. And I'm going to take a shift and talk about the Democratic Party. You know, if you're black, it's almost as if you feel people within the black community want you to vote, but they only want you to vote Democratic. 
you cannot vote outside of this party. If you like vote outside of the Democrat Party, if you like vote outside the Democrat Party, man, it's like you're seen as a traitor <laughs> or like a Uncle Tom in a sense, you know, or a sellout. And I feel like the reason many blacks vote for the Democratic Party is because of the stigma that all Republicans are like racist. You know, I know that's not the only case, um, but I do believe many blacks have a feeling that the Republican Party is kind of anti-blacks in a sense. You know, many black or African-Americans are conservative by culture, but they aren't Republicans. You know, we grow up. Many African Americans, even from slave ships, believing in God um, and reading the Bible. And this is common within our culture. We are really conservative. We hold values that are biblical oftentimes. And that doesn't mean, you know, they are Republicans, but they have conservative ways, but they oftentimes vote, they vote Democrat, you know, and I think also many blacks or African-Americans vote Democrat is because the Democratic Party, oftentimes they publicly seem to support the black race economically, politically, educationally more in the media than the Republicans. I could be wrong. Could be just, you know, CO3, <laughs> Clarence Oliver III's perspective, you know, um, but I do believe that's sometimes the case for the black community. They just probably feel like, oh, the Democratic Party supports us more from the beginning, <laughs> you know. So that's just their, maybe their ideology. And if you vote against this party, I'm telling you, it seems as if you're a traitor, you're a sellout, you're like an Uncle Tom in a sense, you know. And um, And I'm neither, just to clear this up, I'm neither Democrat or Republican, you know. I'm just calling out the harsh reality of what it feels like being a young black voter in America today. So, yeah, that's, I guess, a dilemma for the young black voters out there today. And they can attest to that, you know, voting is a right. And Many times we have to push those misconceptions and the stigmas and the pressure off of our shoulders and know, how can I make a vote if I do believe in votes that works best for me and the people around me and others, you know? But yeah, I do believe that are those are the main pressures of being young and black around voting time. So... Yeah, this that concludes this podcast, and I hope you all can share this with someone who is also battling and can attest to this, that this is a struggle within the black community and around voting time. And hopefully this can help someone out, can help them open up to see um, and express more about this pressure that we don't know where it comes from, but is on young black voters in America and the black vote seems to be very prominent during election time. So, yes, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm Clarence Oliver III, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. 
Hey, what's good, everyone? I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode from the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share with someone, and just stay in the loop. You know, you can contact me and find me on Instagram at CO3Officially. I hope to see you in the next episode and hope to hear from you. You can also reach me on Facebook at Clarence Oliver III, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. Stay in the loop. Stay blessed. Until next time. Peace.